All right, let's do this. Yep. All right, well, welcome to the Sofa Kingdom podcast with your host, Nelson. If you notice the lack of Ian, he's not here, but Ed is. <laughs> and our special guest today, Kendra. So, Kendra, tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast. Uh, okay, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm the HNIC. Okay, all right, all right. Go look it up. I do. I do. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I grew cool. up in Brooklyn, so did my brother. So we know oh, we there. Can't stop, do or die. That's right. <laughs> um, I am from yeah, born and raised in Atlanta. Recent graduate from Clark Atlanta University. I don't know if y'all can little see the yeah. Little okay. in the Congratulations. Right nice. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, born and raised, like I said, Clark Atlanta. Um, got my uh, bachelor's in mass communication. So the goal is to have my already on television show. Nice. Uh, so in the meantime, in between time, until that happens, I am doing a bunch of different podcasts. And you know, I know you got ten thousand listeners, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be on other people's. Like, hey, I heard her on their podcast. Like, you yeah. know, I'm making my. <laughs> yep. I think that's the best way Browns. to do I'm it. Making my crumb show podcast. I started that back in. You, you know, you have to, and you know, and, and, and stuff like that. You, you gotta, you gotta try to get who you can. I'm sure. like, Joe Rogan ain't answering. So let me go to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I, um, uh, got my podcast started in like July of 2019. Nice. And I just started that, uh, be simply because I, I got a lot to say. I got a lot of, oh, oh you're breaking up there a little I'm bit. I'm actually not afraid to get blocked anymore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's the best way to live life is not to be afraid to get blocked by anybody you know you, know you just what? gotta go I, out I, there what? and do your thing and what it was was i would just take like okay i have a lot of male followers and the problem with a lot of these male followers is that they don't have real interactions with women they watch like a lot of porn and stuff <laughs> and so they think that if you say hello to them they're like oh yeah let me just whip it out on them right, right. So yeah 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 there and would take that type of disrespect just because i wanted my following to stay you know keep going up but i'm like to hell with that because while yeah. i look at it like this if they because i'm always by myself anyway sure. so if they catch me in person they could still like and uh, you know i'll go to public places so in case something happens i can yell help right right so yeah. anyway um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know so, the, the whistle really doesn't work you know like you you should learn yeah, some self-defense yeah, so, like me and my brother we both do jujitsu and oh, really? my daughter I for bodyguard hey listen you know if you need some help we got you but like even my daughter who was a small girl i put her through training jujitsu and now she's in the air force she's a d1 boxer like it took it to she took it to another level but i always felt wholeheartedly like hey as a woman you really should know how to defend yourself in those situations i think it's important because a lot of guys are assholes let's be let's be quite honest with that what do you think that came from though what do you what do you i, I can't say it's really porn but do you feel like what what do you feel like else attributes to that see I, I think it's a couple of things i think it's other guys embracing other guys and it's that bro science like oh yeah no this is how you get a girl and this you got to be a bad guy for them to like you or or they're not gonna like you i think there's a lot of misconceptions and i think that that's a huge problem also i think that uh society propagates that kind of bad behavior when you're watching tv and music and other things like that because there's entertainment for entertainment's sake but i think that there are some people that can't distinguish between the two i mean like, how many movies is it standard for the person to just keep chasing, 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 chasing. No matter how many times they're told no, like the goal of the movie eventually is like, oh, congratulations, you were just annoyingly persistent. Right. And in real life, 
that starts getting a little weird. You yeah. were told no. It's sketchy. <laughs> After you're told no once, I'm gonna, I'm you need to leave. What it is. I think on it, this is my honest belief, but again, I'm about to piss a lot of people off, but all hey, right, it's right. okay. <laughs> my honest belief is if you keep on um, asking a woman, trying to chase this woman, or I don't want to say just woman, women do too. If you're sure, chasing this sure. man um, and you keep getting told no, or you're blocked or you're put on restrictions and you're talking to yourself, just go ahead and register yourself for a sex offender, okay? Yeah. That's what you are. At this point. Yeah, call a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. For real. I agree. This is not reality. I, you know what? I love and I like I like how you all have a movie podcast platform. Like this is perfect because I love watching movies, even though I don't really watch any as much as I you know used to like to. Because I'm out here trying to get out of Section Eight neighborhood sure, by chasing sure. my. <laughs> my dreams with that with that being said i i like you know i used to think that movies was reality like oh yeah right. maybe if i end up doing this or doing how they did in this movie it'll uh, the same outcome will be for me no it doesn't work like that yeah yeah no but even think about it like with comedy movies right even back in the day some of these movies that you watch now you can't get away with that shit a lot of that shit that they did it was like you crossed the line, like even in the movie Nerds. It's supposed oh, yeah. to be a comedy, and <laughs> the guy pretends to be her boyfriend and goes into the room and sleeps with her. And everybody's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, no, that's that's rape. That's uh, that's not funny, and it's, you know, that's a shitty thing to do. You should go to jail. But back then it was like, oh, that's just kids being kids, and that's comedy, and you can't do that shit. And that, things like that, I think, uh, teach people the wrong way because like you said like we have the wherewithal within ourselves to watch a movie or listen to a song and be like that's cool that's funny that's entertainment but there are some people that look at that shit and they're like oh that's how it gets done that's real life you know and uh some people can't distinguish between the two and you know what? I'm glad that you all have an IQ of like 8,000 because you understand. <laughs> like from yay high. Like I feel like y'all probably graduated high school at like 10 years old. <laughs> you guys are just that smart. You guys understand the assignment. Yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I think one of the things was when I, before I went to uh, high school, you know, of course I watched a lot of high school movies. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be able to dance on tables and roam the hallways and where would I want? I'm going to have a, like a boyfriend for every day of the week. Uh, yeah, I failed at a boyfriend for every day of the week. Uh, I failed at roaming the hallways. Um, you guys, it's a lot of work that you have yeah. to do, you yeah. know, like it's, it's, it's a lot of mess, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And the guys are, a lot of the guys are not as attractive as I thought that they would be. It's so funny how <laughs> when you're a child, you think a lot of people are attractive. Then you get older, like, bro what the hell was yeah, I thinking like, yeah. there's some celebrities I had crushes on I'm like bro like no uh, yeah <laughs> you, know, you know what it was for me I didn't wear my glasses most of my childhood because I thought it was nerdy you know so I always really? hid my glasses so then when I put my glasses on I was like damn you ugly okay <laughs> all right <laughs> like, what about what about the whole club scene where like you go I don't know if you guys did a little clubbing back in the mm -hmm. day yeah but you would go to the club and when the lights came on you're like bro I can't believe I danced with her bro <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna call her yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, no, that's definitely a thing. Start, Club lighting. Start looking for the emergency exit. Like, oh, shit. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Hilarious. No, Hilarious. that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, that's basically, oh, I wanted to uh, just a couple more minutes on my podcast. Basically sure. my podcast, because no one else, we're going to veer off the road and we're like, we were supposed to have a topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so basically my podcast comes out Friday nights. I did two podcasts. Um, I did it for like maybe like for a couple of weeks. I did two podcasts within the week. Um, and I basically have a segment called What Would You Like to Ban? 
B-A-N. Right. So, for example, I want to ban people who park over the line. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> something that people do, and you guys are, like I said, you guys are, uh, I think y'all are coming on this Friday. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. And so uh, with that being said, it's, it's just nothing but we sit here. I say names of my podcast. If yeah. you piss me off, I need to let people know about you. So That's people, right. Beware. <laughs> beware of this of this group of people. Beware of this sure, person. Yeah. Even probably beware of this podcast. It's going to waste your time like they did mine. So we just, no, we just have up. fun and it's just always like a shoot the breeze type of uh, segment going on. And I, you know, sometimes we get very serious where, you know, last sure. week I talked about um, forgiveness and the importance of that. Right. You know, and and that was pretty much it. So it's always it's never a dull moment in my life. Yeah, no, we listened to the podcast. We thought it was great. We liked uh, the way that you set it up with different guests and everybody interacting with each other. And uh, we enjoyed the format. And you know, I think the podcasts do have a mind of their own, though. Like when you're discussing, you go in there with like a template and and you kind of stick to some topics, but it goes where it goes because the conversation should be alive. It should have that feel to it. And I think that's what's mm-hmm. dope about doing podcasts. Ours usually go off the rails because Nelson sets a format and then immediately <laughs> throws it out the window. Um, I do. That's what I do. And best. then you just got to play catch up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though. That's, that's what makes it fun because you realize like how people, the different thoughts, you know, it's okay to kind of veer off the road a little bit. That's mm-hmm. what, I, I think that's why I'm like, hey, my podcast no holes barbed. You're like, what's the topic? And I'm like, we don't really have one. So, yeah. You know, join at your own risk <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what makes it fun too and it makes it engaging you know because people nowadays like a lot of us like when we decided what we were going to talk about like movies video games and and music things like that we're like we didn't want to get too heavy if it does it does but we wanted to like provide an atmosphere that people could come to and just kind of lose themselves for an hour just listen have a laugh maybe learn something along the way and then uh you know enjoy themselves you know so that's what we're having fun with doing with the podcast so um ed and when, when did you guys start yours oh we just started recently uh we've been in this going on like only a month right now Woo! yeah <laughs> period. yeah yeah had a couple of test runs and working out the uh, equipment and then you know Signing up for a distributor and clicking all the little boxes and yes to yeah, this place yeah. and that place and YouTube and start the channel and all that other. And now now we begin the grind. That's it. You yeah. know, so. That's it. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as far as, uh, in, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, we like to uh, discuss about something new in our life. So, Ed, what about you? Anything uh, you're into now? The the new thing this week, because I, I had finished playing Hades, which was an excellent game, is I'm playing another game, uh, Greedful. Um, it's an RPG. You strand it's it's kind of fucked up because part of the game is almost um you're essentially a European colony going to an island of natives and you're trying to take it over. What the fuck? So it's like And this is fun to you? It's like <laughs> it's like colonial colonialism yeah. um as an RPG. Uh, but you're playing the character that's trying to merge all of these dis- different communities um, peacefully. So you can go in there, be an asshole, slaughter the natives, just take over. Or you could go in there and go, no, 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 this is good, this is good, and try to bring these different, you know, essentially warring communities together to a hopefully successful resolution. And then you have all kinds of monsters and creatures and all the standard kind of stuff you have in any any video game to kind of uh 
bring in something more than just the fact that you're essentially a diplomat. All right. Sounds like an interesting game. How about you, Kendra? Anything new uh, going on in your world that you want to talk about? Oh, um, yeah. Well, this week, uh, I, I think that the, the only thing that's new is I'm really making men. Uh, hey, that's it. Oh. If you want it, that's it. You yeah. Gotta, you got you to gotta pay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go after it. Yeah. <laughs> and they and I haven't had anybody yet. So apparently uh, they, they want it, but they're not trying to pay. So <laughs> there it is. You know, you know, you know, the reason why, you know, the reason why, because because, you know, they're, you know, they're possibly watching movies that say, oh, well, you know, if you just say hey to a girl or have a couple of, you know, words of game in quotation marks, she'll want <laughs> you. You can get it for free. Right, These right. don't make men work for it no more. Tell you, they don't. Mm-mm, Take yeah. you back to the 90s, the Freaknik era. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of that is also about, you know, respect for the person you're pursuing and respect for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you see, uh, uh, it seems like a lot of that was lost at some point in time here in the last uh, 10, 15 years where that kind of dissolved and went to the wayside. And, yeah. you know, with everything kind of being on the Internet and swipe this way, swipe that way, just Everything's yes fast. for the night and all that. Yeah, give yeah. me, give me, give me that right now. It, it, it really did kind of fall to the wayside. You know, chivalry is, is, is fairly dead and halfway buried almost at this point. Yeah, like so, even going back to the club scenes, like... I have a younger daughter and she tells me like, oh, the guys will walk up to you in the club and grab your hand and pull you or grab your ass or, you know, and, and, and she's like, she's not about that. And she'll knock somebody out or throw them on the floor. So I'm proud of her for that. But it's also like, you know, that's how they're approaching. Like I used to, you know, offer a drink. Hey, would you like to dance? Yeah. You know, you, you want to come up and <laughs> my name is Nelson. You know, I, you know, Hi, the, how's introduction. Your yeah, yeah. You know, crack a stupid joke, <laughs> something to break the ice. But that seems to be something that is lost, um, you know, with the younger generation. Hopefully they, they, they find their way back, you know. They, they, they probably should. But you know what the problem is? These be older men that be, you know, who, who don't have no type of game or anything else like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did listen to the episode where you're talking about the 50-year-old dude. That shit was hilarious. It gets worse. It, it gets it gets worse. They're, they're all getting... The one from New York, I think I believe I told... Yeah, that one. He... Because you know what happens as well? Once you reach a certain age and you see a lot of people are, you know, families and and they're in a different life, uh, lifestyle and stuff, like, you're missing that. You're like, I want a family, so you're trying to go after anybody. And I'm like, sir, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, to, so for a little context, how was he coming at you? What was he, what was he saying? How was he trying to pursue you? Uh, this is what he said. Uh, he's like, hey, are you single? And I said, I'm single and chilling. That should have been right there. She's not interested. Right. Then right. it went to, so what about you? You know, you know, you wifey material. I'm not going to leave you like all those other guys if you tell me the truth. Uh, uh, what, what else? He, he, he didn't know how to read the room. You were trying to be polite, and he just wasn't catching the fucking drift that you were I throwing out I there. like people in my age group. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that it's just not going to work. He's like, we well, guess we got to be friends first, right? And I'm like, yeah, no. I'm, no it's I'm, like, I'm no, okay. you're not getting there. We, we, we could be friends, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's, that's where it's, it's going to stop. And if know? that, though, right? Because I think sometimes when you're dealing with a person like that, man or woman, 
if you encourage them a little bit, it's almost like you're giving them the nod for later on, this could happen. It's like, you're like 99% sure this is never going to happen. They're like, all right, cool. 1%. I'm in still, you know? <laughs> so you, you can't even be nice to some people because yeah. they take, they take that for granted or mm -hmm. in their mind, it's something else. And you're trying to correct that shit in a polite way. Sometimes I, I say it to everybody. I was like, sometimes you just got to be like, nope. Like you said, block them and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You, you know what I always say, man, let's start normalizing people who, who comment, you know, unfunny stuff on your page, like block those people too. Let's normalize blocking <laughs> those people who do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come, come on now. Yes. Let's, let's, like, like, it's just, it's, you know what? I guess, like I said, I was trying to spare people's feelings and stuff, but no, I'm at the point now, like I said, you get one time with me. If you do not show up at an event that you you asked me out to be you can never see me again you just gonna right. see me online see me on social media yeah that is it. <laughs> yeah that, flaky, that flakiness now, speak when being spoken to that's it yeah that flakiness is an unattractive quality or like unpreparedness not showing up like see i'm, I'm a military man so like i'm gonna show up early that's you know i'm not gonna show up on time on time is late you know that's you that's you're gonna true. be prepared you want to put your best foot forward. You don't want to act a fool the first time you're meeting somebody. Like that's when you should be like at your best. Because if they're coming in there unprepared and acting a fool, then it's only downhill from there. So you're setting the bar real fucking low. <laughs> that you know, and I'm and thank you for your service. How many years did you do? I did four years. Okay. And, did and you, were you, you? Was that your intention? Or did you want to do the full like twenty to twenty five years? No, I did. I did four years, and then um, I had my daughter. And so I had to make a choice at that point if I was going to put her through that military life with me, which can be uh, a difficult life for some kids. And for me, I wanted to be really involved in my daughter's life. And so I was like, I'm going to have to put the military life aside and go uh, a different route, which I did. Uh, you know, I became a building engineer. I worked construction and did that. And I stayed home and local. And to me, I think it was a, a, a big payoff because now my daughter is in the Air Force. She's in the academy. She did really great in school. I was able mm -hmm. to watch her grow up and do those things. And to me, even though at the time I didn't really understand how important it was going to be as an adult man, I, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, looking back and saying like, you know, I had a part, an integral part in her life and mm -hmm. seeing the person she's become. And then she's taking the ball and running with it. So I'm very proud about that. <clears throat> that's real. Thank no, you. that's, that's real. That's real. And I'm, I'm, Oh, you're breaking up a little bit there. And oh, okay. There we go. You're back. All right. <laughs> you broke up there. We lost you. Okay. Okay. Now I was saying, I was saying, could you adopt me since you seem like a cool dad? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a little older for adoption at this point, but <laughs> we could definitely be cool. And I can, I can give you some dad-like advice. Okay, How's that cool, sound? That all right. All right. Cool. <laughs> I definitely bring the dad jokes. A lot of times I get, I get the face from my daughter, especially like mm -hmm. when we train in jujitsu, cause we, we have a, a community of fighters and you would be surprised how really chill those people are. And I think a lot of it comes from the humbleness mm -hmm. of actually fighting. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'll black out and I'll fight this and I'll do that. And I'm like, well, if you've actually been in a real fight, a real struggle, you'll see 
the real difference. Like you could get hurt really fast, really bad. And, and the humbleness of knowing that you're not always the toughest person in the room. And sometimes that little geeky poindexter in the corner <laughs> is the motherfucker that's whooping everybody's ass up and down the mats. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and he doesn't because mm-hmm. he's a nice guy um, or girl. Cause I know plenty of women that are some, incredible fighters and that damage men's ego on a regular basis. And I love it. I love watching it. Cause you know, they come in there like, you know, I, I was just, I was going easy. Like, no, you weren't bitch. Exactly. There's nothing better than watching somebody come in and get humbled by a woman half their size. And then they have to sit in the corner and act like for the rest of the class, like, yeah, you know, I was just being nice. No, you weren't. Yeah. No, you weren't. We watched you. You were being an asshole. Yeah. And she worked you. Yeah. And now you're just trying to be nice in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? He probably won't learn. Some people still won't learn from that. Like, it's no, people correct. like that. You know, you would think, but they don't. Now, those are the people that generally don't show up for a second class. Yeah, they don't last. <laughs> because if you can't check your ego at the door or be willing to be humbled and be willing to learn something new, then... Uh, martial arts really isn't the place for you because those people get weeded out fast. Especially jujitsu. A a lot of striking ones, you you can do some sparring, but you're limited to how hard you could go and how often. In jujitsu, you really could go pretty hard every class because you're not physically hitting the person. So you regularly have to put your ego in check. Otherwise, you will get hurt. You're going to you know, try to hold out and somebody's got you in something, you know, you might find yourself at the doctor because you couldn't stop and be humble and say, no, nah, you got me. All right, yeah. start over. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done any kind of uh, martial arts or physical training like that before? No, uh, just weight training. That's about as physical as I got. It was a little tough with that, but no, nothing in yeah, that realm. Yeah, yeah no, f- you know, even weight training is physically humbling sometimes, like especially in the beginning when you first start off and you're watching those videos, you jump into class, you're like, all right, I'm going to do the full hour and then 10 minutes in because I know what happened to me. I'm like, oh, shit, all right, I'm sweating, I'm breathing hard, you know. Mm-hmm. But like even for jujitsu, no lie, like the first year I spent getting my ass kicked. You know, but I had the mentality of one day I'm going to kick other people's ass. <laughs> so it's worth the toll you pay to get to that end result. But then when you get there, you still find that there's another level like, oh, shit. All right, cool. Now I'm, I'm better than these guys. But damn, there's a whole nother group of guys I didn't even or girls that I didn't get to fight with over there. And uh, that's if, true. If, and if it's nothing you've ever done. Try a free class one time. It's really cool. It's a really fun um, atmosphere if you're like, because you seem like the type of person that's engaging and would like that community vibe. It's it's a pretty cool, fun thing to do. Of course. Wait, can I do YouTube University? That's where I learned. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is one of those things where you're going to have to get on the mat. <laughs> I, I do believe I the Gracies have an online course, but that requires you to have a second person. Otherwise, you're just swinging at the air. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a cat. You know, we fight. So. You know what? I take it back. Yeah, you and the cat. You got this. Okay, yeah, me and this cat, man. She, she, she was on one yesterday. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. All right, so let's, let's, let's jump into it. I know that today we wanted to talk about some comedies, right? 
And I think we've all had different comedies that affected us differently in our childhood, in our adulthood. And, um, you know, for me personally, like when I reflect back, um, probably the first comedy that really grabbed me was uh, The Princess Bride. And I don't know if y'all seen The Princess Bride. I think everyone's seen The Princess Bride. Have Ain't you? that with Anne Hathaway? No, it's the lady from House of Cards. I think it's thinking of the Princess Diaries. Princess Diary, yes, yes, yes. This one had uh, Andre the Giant in it. Yes. Um, And the guy from CSI, really, really young in that movie. And uh, (laughs) it was the whole one where... where Yeah, maybe I missed... Maybe I wasn't everybody who's seen this movie. Oh, my gosh. So if you haven't... That's the one with uh, Inigo Montoya. um, Yes. Where he uh, he has the line where... um, to kill my father, prepared to die. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's basically like set in a fantasy uh, storybook kind of thing. Like Fred Savage from The Wonder Years is very young. And his f- grandfather is reading him a story about this prince and princess off in a faraway land. But it was just a silly, stupid comedy that you could sit down and watch with your family and and enjoy it and um billy crystal was in it that's how old it is you know like i don't even Uh-oh, know if, billy crystal throwback yeah throwback. yeah I don't, I don't even know if he's still alive is billy crystal still alive? I, I think actually i believe he has a show on netflix oh, okay all right there you go yeah so. I, I was shooting dice with him last week oh <laughs> shit there you go <laughs> that sounds like a good time next time invite me i'll be down i'll be down listen hey, can, can you can you really shoot dice i can shoot dice play? i can play dominoes i can play spades i, I grew up in brooklyn <laughs> Let me find out, man. So we Puerto Ricans. You, are you? Are, what's your? If you don't mind me asking, what's your ethnicity? Oh, we Puerto Rican. Ah, okay, okay, got you. So, uh, two hablas español. Oh, see, he doesn't. No, not very well. Not very well. He was the guy at the family where we're talking shit about him in Spanish and smiling. You know, like when you walk in the room, you're like, man, are they talking shit in Spanish about me? We're like, yeah. If you want, if you want to go by the the passing grades in school, five years passing, not a word learned. <laughs> It's okay. Well, that oh well, that that definitely works. That definitely works. Okay. You speak so, a little so, Spanish. So what, what was it about that film? Uh, wait, did you ask me? Do I speak it? Well, I used to be uh, fifty cinquenta percent fluent, but if you don't use it, you will lose it. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> I know phrases. I know the bad words. See, those are the most important. And your wait, friends. The, nobody taught me the f word though. I I like know the f word in other languages. See, so so family. so motherfucker is like maricón. And puta is bitch. Uh-huh. You know, you got, you got, those are like the, the favorites. We don't really say like, like, fuck you. Yeah, we it, use a lot of. I mean, you have like a chinga tu madre, which is yeah. a fuck your mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we use a lot of, I think the Spanish culture uses a lot of derogatory towards your mother cursing. Yeah. And, and that's how they get down <laughs> because they want to go as offensive as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but you, you said you liked the Princess Bride, and what else? Um, else did you say you liked? Oh, so um, as far as uh, Princess Bride, uh, Talladega Nights was another good one for me. Or Farrell, Ricky, uh, Rick, yeah. yeah, Ricky Bobby. You know, I love that one. And um, and then like American Pie, that was like a passing of like that the the adolescents in the most stupid, ridiculous way possible. When I watched them, I was like, they're all morons. And that's what made that movie funny to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, for me, definitely, like, I'd say, like, 
Talladega Nights out of the three of those would be uh, my favorite. That might have been Will Ferrell at uh, at about his best there. That that that's, yeah. that run of movies there that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Kendra? Uh, any movies, any comedies that uh, impacted you in your youth or your adulthood that uh, you like to talk about? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three. Um, I'm going to say, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That's one. I I like that film, especially the grandma, because she kind of is, I'm like her in a way, uh, you know, she goes, you know, she worships God. She'll, she'll curse you out and she'll open up a can of whoop on you. Yeah. yeah. Trigger finger. I'm I'm an old school, you know, (laughs) whoop whoop, folks. That's what I do. I fight with the fist, not with the gun. Like, come on. on, When did that become cool? I don't know, because we grew up that way, right? Like, shoot the fair one. You're going to fight a fight and then maybe you'll be friends by lunch, you know, and you it's should, over. As you should. Yeah. Little Walmart still something out of the store together. <laughs> and we, you know, but I, I like that movie because I feel like, okay, in my opinion, I feel like that was the Wayne's best um, saga film because Mo Money was terrible. Let's just call it all the way a spade a spade. Yes. Mo Money is bad. I do, I still have not seen. Um, I'm going to get you sucker. Like, I think I've seen one clip where Jada Pinkett was talking to, uh, uh, what's the, what's, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne. Yes, I think they were yes. talking to a lot of each other in that film. Yes. And I don't really remember. I've seen that one so long ago that, that it's not it. relevant. That's the one with the, the pimp, with the fish, the goldfish in the, in the, in the, in the shoes, in the platform <laughs> shoes. It was kind of yeah. funny in a really corny way. Definitely have. I definitely have to, I guess, watch it, but watch it, you know, shake my time with it. Major Pain was not good to me. Like like I said, yes. I think Don't Be a Menace was the movie that it was like, okay, everyone is really showing their talents. And there was messages in the film as yes. well. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Undercover Brother. That's another That's good one. I remember one. coming across that film when this is when I used to have cable and Comcast would give you those those free channels for like 90 days and then they cut it off day yeah. 91 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like Eddie Griffin now of course he was acting in other movies but it was just like to me I felt like it was like okay he he him being Antoine and him kind of you know in a way selling out in a way yeah but seeing billy d williams on camera i'm like man this is a fine man at 105 years old billy d williams been around man, since adam and he first got kicked out of the garden yeah you yeah know? so them even just talking about like you know uh uh the food and a lot of it was relevant today i felt like it was like okay this is a, a, a good film that Eddie, you know, didn't sell out and he mm-hmm. just really showed his powers and and everything else like that. It was great. Um, and my last film is Head of State. I like that movie because uh, it, it showed, first off, the fact that, you know, a lot of the when he was on his campaign run and he was yeah. hitting like the the the. Um, what's that thing in Chicago? They, the players ball, they don't have yes. it no more. Yeah, him, yeah. him being around the players ball, him actually having his brother to run with him and, yeah. and Bernie Mac being, you know, that was like a black film, like a fantasy film. Like, I'm like, man, why didn't Obama do this? But you yeah, know, yeah. You know, black folks can't be too black in office. I tell you, you know, I tell you what, too, Bernie Mac, that Bernie Mac show was one of my favorite shows on TV. I watched that shit growing up as a kid. And, um, yeah, I like to stand up. I liked, I liked, um, I liked him in 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 the role in the show altogether. He played the father. He didn't take no shit. He was funny on the show. Uh, head of state. That's with Chris Rock as well. 
That is, yeah, Chris yeah, Rock. Yeah, that's Chris Rock. Back. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I like I liked Chris Rock uh in a lot in a lot of his movies, even in Dogma. I don't know if you ever seen Dogma. I've never heard of it. Okay, so it, it depends. Like if you're a real religious person, it might be an offensive movie because it is absolutely <laughs> offensive to the Catholic religion yeah. as a whole. He plays the But in a funny way. Uh, it's the, meant to be satire. He plays the uh, the 13th apostle who's written out of history because he was black. Yes. So so Chris Rocky does a, a great role. They had this thing called Buddy Jesus where like mm-hmm. Jesus you know he's just kind of like eh, you know like and uh <laughs> yeah, the church was trying to get past some of the uh, the controversy by rebranding Jesus Yes. As like, uh, as your buddy, as your, your happy best friend, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and trying to take him down off the cross where he looked like he was, uh, you know, dying and being miserable. It's, it's an, it's an interesting, um, depiction it, yeah, of it, like it, the Catholic religion yeah. because they really poke holes at all the things that like each religion is meant to, to teach and help people learn how to live and have a belief in their in their God and their Savior, and that's mm-hmm. cool. But some people take it too seriously, and then that's mm-hmm. what it really was poking fun at. Like the people that are reading the Bible and twisting it for their own personal benefit and gain. And uh, I thought it was a really good uh, comedy when when it comes to that. You know what? And I can definitely check that out. Like I, I think you know I'll check it out. Like I grew up in an evangelistic household, so. You know, there was a lot of stuff that was a sin and still is now, which I'm sure. like, where's to say that in the Bible? But right. okay, what do I know? <laughs> um, so I mean, I can check it out. I yeah. can, I can definitely check it out and oh, everything else yeah. like and, that. You know, and us as Puerto Ricans, like we grew up in the household. Like we went to religious instruction. My mother was on top of us with, you know, church every Saturday, church every Sunday. We went to instruction on Wednesday. So. Mm-hmm. When we saw a movie, instruction for what? What? What is the instruction? So, That's why I'm, I'm oh, like, what's instruction? Oh, so religious instruction was Damn. called CCD. Essentially, it was uh, Bible studies. You would uh, walk yourself after school to the church, and then essentially go to school again for like an hour or two, and they would instruct you on the Bible and the lessons and the teachings. But it was one of those classes where they would instruct you. But if you had a question, they would instruct you to shut the fuck up (laughs) and they wouldn't really answer anything that, you know, uh, would offend their their sensibilities. So to me, that's too where I started questioning. uh, Like, I don't question my religion or my faith, but I question the people teaching it. I see what you're saying. And let me, let me say this. I had to find out who God was for myself. And I'll, and I always have this analogy, man, you can't sit here and post these inspirational prayers every day. You out here screwing some lady's husband, like, like exactly. Exactly. Do that. Yes. You you don't ever notice that people who have biblical names be some of the worst human beings. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? Back to Talladega nice. That's why he prayed to sweet baby Jesus. And She's like, you can't, you know, Jesus grew up. He's like, I like baby Jesus. I'm going to pray to baby Jesus because that's who I like. And you know what? I'm with, I'm with Ricky Bobby. I'm going to pray to baby Jesus. And, and, and speaking of Ricky Bobby, I remember, and because I wasn't allowed to, when, when, you know, my father was militant as well. So mm-hmm. he was the type to, but I don't know like what type of militant this was. I feel like this was like his own way of doing things. But I remember he did not, want if if the rating was pg-13 or r he said you have to be a, that age where it says i'm like dad that's not what pg-13 stands for can you right. read that's not what r-rated movies stand <laughs> right, for. <right. laughs> you know so i remember um 
when Talladega Nights had hit the uh, hit the movie theaters, it's like this is back in like the close to late two thousands, right? And I was not. I was like uh, probably 11 years old at that time. And I remember wanting to go watch that film. But of course, I wasn't allowed to. But kids, I, we had a substitute teacher. And a guy said, hey, what's your name? And he said, Ricky Bobby. And everybody's laughing. But I was like, who is Ricky Bobby? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know sucks. exactly what that was. And then yeah. I got older. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm so late on this. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, black folks ruin the movie before you actually like get a chance to see it. So yeah, you yeah. <laughs> my sister is like that too, though. So I can't watch a movie with my sister before she's seen it because no matter what kind of prep talk before you like, listen. Don't tell me nothing about the movie. I'm gonna watch it. She'll she'll try to sit there. She'll be like, oh, this is a good part. Oh this, oh, this oh this is a funny part just before preemptively before that part happens you want to kind of like choke her you know but she uh she ruins and spoils shit so yeah i can't stand that <laughs> do you have any family members who talk during the movie like oh, like literally yeah. be like yelling at the characters oh the yes <laughs> is that your sister as well? that's that my sister thing? yes yeah oh, she's okay. very passionate about what she is watching and like she she's also like the multitasker so she'll be on the phone social media you know playing with her hair watching the movie but don't miss a beat and then start yelling don't go in there don't do that or, you know like i'm like damn man like we're trying to watch the movie in peace <laughs> of course and and that That'd be annoying, man. But you know what? Hey, dad, that's your sister. You love her, but you know how to deal with her. Exactly. Do you have any siblings? Five of us. Five. I'm the youngest girl. There's a brother after me, so I'm like the middle child. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. Nobody, we... nobody, I only out of out of my immediate family, I only have one sibling who laughs at what I have to say. Everybody else be frowning on, on what I have to say. I'm like, hell with all y'all, man. It's okay. None of y'all will get this mink uh fur coat. That's okay? right. Y'all, y'all can't come see me. And I would say calabasas, but I don't like dry heat. But y'all can't come see me in Miami in my penthouse. That's right. <laughs> oh, we we from Florida. Florida ourselves are you in Florida no I'm in Atlanta are you in Atlanta oh very nice you know that's where I went to train I was in uh, Fort Benning Georgia I went to Sand Hill for uh how'd you like it my basic training how was the food and everybody I thought the food was amazing and I would tell you what it was the first time I actually ate grits was when I went to Georgia Uh (laughs) did you you feel you felt a little more bit thicker because grits oh oh, it was good it was good I tried it with salt and then I tried it with sugar you know what I mean like I butter so everybody was telling me different ways to try it out and uh, I got a sweet too, so I wind up with like more of like a farina feel, like the Puerto Ricans like farina, so it's sugar with the grits, and I and I loved it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the people, the atmosphere. Um, it was also like the first time I went to a step concert was in Georgia, and that shit was dope. Um, you got that good southern hospitality, like that really good southern. Hospitality. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. Have you ever been to Florida? I finally broke my Florida virginity. And you know what? That's a, I'm glad you asked that question because I learned never to assume nothing. Right. Right. Like I, even when I talk to people who are in te- uh, Dallas and say, hey, what teams do you rep for? They'll say something other than Cowboys. I never assume. I also <laughs> learned that not every man watches sports. I right. don't assume, you know, um, but but I finally broke my Florida virginity. Um, Miami. Well, it really I was I was supposed to be. um 
I had like a little hotel stay in Fort Lauderdale early nice. this year, yeah. but I cheated and I said I'm going to Miami because I was like, oh, Fort Lauderdale's boring. Yeah. No, I should stay where where my money was a little bit more uh, where it was wanted. Yeah. Miami, I'm like, yeah, you know what's so crazy? So many women are like, hey, I want to go to Miami. Miami's where it's at. Blase yeah. woo. But I'm like, how do y'all afford Miami? How do y'all yeah. afford to go there? Like, are you guys sleeping? Is it like uh, uh, two beds to a room and somebody sleeping in the in the <laughs> sink? It is expensive expensive like new york because we grew up in new york so it's expensive like new york to live in miami um fort lauderdale is nice yeah it can be a little boring we live out in west palm and um it's kind of like middle ground between fort lauderdale and miami that was y'all listen i've been traveling back and forth to to florida so much i might as well live there and (laughs) i went to um it was fort lauderdale well i don't really i mean i guess i can count it in a way but i'll just say i went to fort lauderdale miami I went to Orlando, uh, Daytona, and West Palm Beach all within like a six-month period, and I'm not traveling no more. I'll be back <laughs> next year. But we, but I will but I will say West Palm Beach is is a nice little vibe. Like it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's nice. And you know, if you do more more stand up in your future, Florida West Palm Beach has a nice improv. It has a lot of local uh, comedy clubs. A lot of improv clubs out here yep. between West Palm and uh, Miami. Um, but uh, personally, like we live in, in in West Palm. It's really nice. I love going to Orlando. That's my place to party because it's a little more chill. Miami is wild as fuck. Have you ever had somebody try to just offer you cocaine for no reason? Oh, that's Miami. In, in Miami? Yeah. <laughs> Florida, is, they, is it? Do they actually offer it to you for free or do you have to pay? Do oh, I no, you have to pay. pay. There's no there's no <laughs> free in Florida. No, so no, no, You know no. what you could do? You know what you could say if you want it for free? All you got to say is like, I've never been high off coke before. <laughs> Oh, uh, then you're 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 asking to wind up somewhere not knowing where you were for no, the last just, couple just, of hours. You get it from them and you just run. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Actually, the first time I was offered drugs like that was in Philly. I was hanging out in Philly when uh, with some of my friends and. They walked up to us. We just came out of the pizzeria and they were like, yo, you guys want some drugs? You want some coke? You want some? I was like, no, no, we're good, man. They followed us up the block. I was like, yo, we're going to have to fight. <laughs> they followed us up the block. Yeah, they're like, we know you got money. So if you don't want to buy it, we're going to take it. Oh, yeah, they were definitely crackheads. <laughs> yeah, Florida is deceptive. It's a it's a much larger state than people uh, anticipate. You know what? You know what that to me is? I've never been offered like hardcore drugs before like it's always been like the weed it's like hey you want to hit this that that's it but nobody has ever came up to me say hey you want to nobody's ever done that yeah at all <laughs> not even when you came to miami i mean miami you know what you know and that's the thing when i came to miami like so i think you had to be at it has to be a certain time of night where they have to yes. do that yeah you know i was there during the day when everybody pretty much was kind of like at work and all that yeah other stuff. So, no that's so, the no. nightlife miami for yeah, sure miami was built on cocaine so that's that's all over the place there still it's it's not going anywhere soon that's the backbone of that city so here's my question what's the police doing about that how come they are they oh doing they in too? they having fun too <laughs> They're, they're, they're hanging out. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, bro, is what's the like? Is is cocaine like a fun? Like, you know, I, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm like, nobody takes nothing seriously. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you could probably, probably do a lot in front of co- cops. They ain't gonna care. Let me tell you, Florida. As far as I've lived in a lot of places, Florida's pretty relaxed when it comes to a yeah. lot of those things. They really just don't want to see people harming each other. But it's it's like a little mini Las Vegas in Miami. People are just having fun, partying 
being. And as long as you stay in that mindset, they won't really fuck with you out here. They're just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm in the wrong area. Georgia, this too. Let me tell you something. You know, I, I literally like, like when I was out there, cause like I said, it's, it's a 30 minute drive from where, from Fort Lauderdale. So, and I hate the toll roads. I really uh-huh. do. Like y'all, I need to get rid of toll roads. But anyway, <laughs> But when I when I was out there, I just remember uh, first off DJ Khaled's restaurant. The, they, the mac and cheese was bad. Okay, was <laughs> maybe maybe because he's from the Middle East. So I you didn't know. want and another one when you had your first one. You were like, nah, I'm good with the first one. <laughs> it was na- it was nasty. I, I went mm. to Trick Daddy's restaurant. Yes. That food and I have this joke right. So I figured out like you know they say the craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and I think <laughs> I know why in 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 Florida right. So the Trick Daddy's food. It is over it's saturated with too much salt and, and sugar. And I'm like, it makes sense because your brain is overloading. It's hot outside. So yes. you want to go do crazy things. That's why the craziest people come from Florida. Now the I Bronx, agree. I don't know. Maybe because it's too cold up north and they just I don't know. But anyway, I'll figure out the joke when I go to the Bronx. I think for the Bronx is because they wish they were from Brooklyn. So they have to overcompensate. <laughs> <laughs> but no like i don't know like i say go if you and then they had the audacity ask for a tip when i caught when i you know and then they didn't even they forgot my cornbread they forgot my cornbread you, I, I, I wanted to go back but i didn't want to be that person <laughs> in the south that's a sin how do you forget somebody's cornbread yeah for sure and you <laughs> know what you lucky you, you lucky they asked you for a tip most of these places in florida now they're making you pay the tip as a part of the meal they're not even saying oh do you want to give this service person a tip and i don't mind tipping if they're good but when they know they're getting the tip they tend to be a lot shittier to you a lot of times (laughs) yeah i mean mind you i'm a because i've worked in the food industry and i think everybody at some point needs to work in retail and the food yeah oh yeah and or you know some type of hospitality job uh hotel whatever so you can know how to treat people better i agree but for me personally i'll i'm a great tipper but there are some people out there who like bro like they don't and you're right hopefully i won't run into that where if it's already in the bill like the gratuity where they just act crappy anyway but they asked me do i want to leave tip i said nope you know so i'm like bro you can't lease away like i mean if if it, if it comes back and i'm great but no it was like not many not many seats trick wasn't even working that day typically oh, that's bullshit. i want to at least say hey to him but no, yeah. he was not even there that day you know but you know what and they it, say I mean, it wasn't good what they say like you know you don't want to meet like your heroes or people that you look yeah. up to because like i met uh black thought from the roots Okay. And um, I was so psyched. Like, I won a contest to meet him. Me and my boy, we were going. It was at a college in Pennsylvania. And uh, when we went back there to meet them, they were, like, chilling. They were doing their thing. They didn't want nothing to do with us. If we weren't a woman, they were, like, looking over us. Like, hey, can you move out of the way so I can talk to them over there? And we were like, God damn. Like, you could have just said hello for 30 seconds and that would have made my whole fucking evening some, some people let me tell you some one thing one of my favorite bible verses is don't what is the profit of man to gain the whole world but lose his soul and there are some people out there who are so on the top they're high and mighty that they yes. think they're invincible and it's some people like i said man like for example cam newton 
he first time I met him I was like 18 and it was on a it, the way that we met was just on a horrible way like he didn't want to pay to get in he thought he could get in for free because he was Cam New. <laughs> yeah he was, snitching, he was snitching on other gyms because like I get in free there and I'm like bro you ain't been taught nothing like, you damn. ain't been taught if you if somebody's doing something for you that they're not supposed to do you always keep your mouth shut exactly anyway, what do yeah. I know no um, no that's the truth though that's a nicety that somebody's doing for you you keep your mouth shut so you don't you know yeah you don't you don't want to have that person risk losing their job because they're doing something nice for you and you want to run your mouth to everybody else about it because you're trying to get free shit in other places yeah exactly but you know i think over time i feel like he has a better uh pr team and, and other people in his corner guidance because I, I feel like he's changed a lot more but like i said he rubbed me the wrong way you know several years back um i will say this chili from tlc came to my kiosk not too long ago and she left me her autograph for a side i acted That's like dope. i didn't know who she was y'all a little scrappy from from lies and hip-hop he came to my kiosk we talked about god he left me nothing Fetty Wap, you know Fetty Wap. Yes. He left me 14 cents. He said, "Keep the change," and I acted like I didn't. So go. God, so doesn't I, that make I, you want to throw the money at somebody though? Like 14 cents? That's so well, fucking you know disrespectful. What? That's what everybody says, but I'm gonna look at it from a mature standpoint. That goes to my piggy bank, and I take those coins, and I take it to Coinstar, and I, you know, get whatever's left. So it does right, add right, up. Right, right. Okay, all up, right, all right. But it still is sad and deplorable, especially with all those people, man. Yeah. You know, I used to get excited when I had, um, when I would have people come to my kiosk with Louis Vuitton, uh, Balenciaga, because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they got money. Right. Times out of 10. Um, people who have designer clothing on are going to be the ones who are not tipping. Right. But the people who don't have designer clothing on are the ones who are going to leave a nice tip. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so that's one and thing I've learned. It, just, it goes to show because those people are in the same realm as you, right? They're, they're thinking like, you know, you're working hard. I know what it's like to work hard and, yep. you know, to leave a little something extra goes a long way because when it's given to you, you can appreciate it in the same respect. And that's why I think what you said before was was really intelligent that people should work in some kind of service towards others because you do learn a lot. When I was younger, before I joined the military, I worked in a hospital as a security guard. And uh, it was my like my senior year of high school and having to work, seeing people that were coming in really either injured or sick or um, that had to get put into like the sixth floor of the hospital, which was yep. unfortunate because they were losing their mind for some kind of a reason or another. Yeah, sixth floor was the mental institute. In yeah, the, you, Pennsylvania. You, you would you would see things from a different perspective. And I think it makes you grow up a little bit faster and you learn to appreciate the little things that you do have in your life. So, yeah, you know, even though if somebody gave me 14 cents, I would absolutely throw it at them. You're a bigger person for me than that. But but, you know, like <laughs> I'm just yeah, generally, think, generally, no, my, my eye switch, my eye. Switch. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure like, you know what it is too. like growing up in Brooklyn, like when we didn't have much respect was the the currency. You know, we I respected you. You respected me. And that was our that was our currency. Like we all grew up together like, yo, we're all in the same fucking boat. So let's show each other that respect. And uh, it went a long way. Yeah. 
I, I do find the people that have worked in those industries where in, in the service industry of some kind tend to, when they do get to the point where they have money and they're in that position, treat the service people better because they've been on the other side. It's the people that have mm-hmm. never had a real job, but then somehow landed into something that's given them a tremendous amount of money that they don't have the respect for the people they're dealing with day in and day out especially along the lines of the service industry where they're looking down on them because they've never done that work. They've never been there where that tip is part of what pays your bills because yeah. a lot of these places, they like to you know pay you the minimum. And below minimum is always possible in a job they could tip. Yep. If they could go below minimum, sure as shit, they're going below minimum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those pennies, they do add up. Yeah. And they really do add up for people in the service industry where that tip it's really most of their money at the yeah. end of the day. That's true. And, you know, I, I still get an hourly pay, <clears throat> hourly wage, but it's not nothing where, because I only work three days a week. I work at, um, at the airport. I want all 10,000 of you listeners to come see me. <laughs> <laughs> Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta, Concourse B is in Bravo 09. I'm there Friday, Saturday, Sunday at a kiosk, TGI Friday's kiosk, <laughs> nice. late morning to early evening. Leave me a tip. I'm not talking about your penis or strap on. I'm talking about pocket change. <laughs> you got to be specific because, you know, these men, they watch so many movies. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She says hello yeah, to me. Yeah. She's gonna want it. So yeah, I just yeah. want you to leave. Just, just support me, okay? Yeah. And I gotta Back say, to I, I, I should tell you, the guys should know, like, it's an ugly body part. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to see it nobody, nobody wants, wants to see that shit ever. nobody's you know ever what, happy you know to what? see a picture or to receive a, a picture and send me a picture and i'm like none of these looked attractive <laughs> yeah. and i'm gonna make a skit about that i'm gonna make a video about that you know and stuff like that um you know it's none of them had looked attractive it just all looked like bro mm-hmm. it looked like a skinny blunt it just looked bad. And I'm like, yeah. you're showcasing that off like my, yeah, my thing yeah. is, and I, and I asked some men, I said, why is it that men are quick to do that? They said, Kendra, because they don't have respect for themselves, Correct. nor do they have respect for you. Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. Like you literally, I, I've had conversations with a guy, like literally five, we on message number five talking about something. They'll just send that to me, you know, um, that's fucking wild. (laughs) I can't even imagine the mindset to do that. Yeah. That, that is, I always thought that if the woman doesn't ask, like, wait till she asks. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I had one guy. He said, he got so excited because I had mentioned he's in his forties. Right. I had mentioned something about me recreating the little Kim's hardcore album one day. And and he said, (laughs) he said to me, Oh, well send that to him. I'm like, no, it's going to go on worldwide web everybody can see it Me yeah i so excited that he sent me a picture of him and his lego my ego boxers <laughs> <laughs> yo I was said, he holding syrup though but was he holding syrup <laughs> i said why did you do that no he just was it was his little pixel phone like a flip phone oh man like I he said, missed the mark if he was holding syrup that could have been funny <laughs> no I, I said why did you do that he's like i'm sorry i just got excited i, oh. I didn't know what came over me i won't do that again y'all he did again like a pregnancy <laughs> term later jeez you know you know what's worse i'm gonna tell you guys what's really much worse okay yeah what's worse about this entire aspect was is that he lives in california okay 
Um, and I went out to California over back in May and I don't like California cause it was 60 degrees and it was May 20th. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah. Back to the story. <laughs> so I went out there and I'm, I'm a little ratchet where I'm a lot ratchet. I like going to the hood. I don't yeah. know why I just do, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's always fun in the hood, even though I live in the hood, it's just fun going to see other hoods. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the Slauson mall. Slauson mall has gotten cleaned up over the years, but still it's pretty bad. Right. Right. And it's so bad to the point they have police officers with uh, bulletproof vests. I'm like, bro, they ain't paying all that much. <laughs> They're halfway to right here. <laughs> so, so he brought his daughter. Okay, he brought his daughter, which she probably was like seven years old, you know. And so this this is was the worst part. Because again, I, I forgave him for what he did, you know. But this was the worst part about it. He brought his daughter to this really horrible. He could have at least said, "Hey, don't go to the Slauson Mall. How about we go somewhere else, a little right. bit more, you know, uh, cleaned up, nice, nice right, environment." Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But he didn't care about my safety, his safety, or his daughter's safety. And what was worse was, I, I, you know, I had some shorts on. I got thunder thighs. Apparently, men <laughs> have never seen thighs before, so they get excited. When they <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. so he touched me and i'm looking like bro and in front of his daughter i'm looking like wait you know i almost like literally like it was it would have been like uh, it was it would have been bad yeah, I said, yeah. Get your, keep your composure <laughs> and just like hurry up go and see he, he gave me a tour of the mall right. uh, <laughs> like hey this, this jewelry was stolen from here check it out and, you know, but but still but still i'm thinking like bro first off you took you you decided you actually said it was okay to meet you here which you should have said no kendra don't meet me here let's go somewhere else then you brought your daughter and then you touched my my leg and your daughter was like it yeah, just doesn't make any yeah, sense to yeah. me it's and just not a good look still, altogether no yeah I think he's still an active crip member and i'm like bro do you have a job <laughs> <laughs> well listen when we grew up in brooklyn we grew up in the projects my father grew up in brownsville mm-hmm. so when we would go visiting like different relatives it, it was like my dad would like prepare us. He's like, "All right, listen, everybody, stay close. <laughs> you know, like don't don't make eye contact with people. They're probably crazy if they're in the stairwell and they're peeing there. You know, like we would go into like different parts to go visit our grandparents, our cousins, and stuff like that. And like, you know what? As crazy as it can be in certain aspects, there is something beautiful about like living in the projects in the hood. Like people are." both shitty to each other and look out for each other. You get both sides of that fence. You get like those, those neighborhoods where like we grew up in like other people, like we would rob each other, but I'd be goddamn if somebody else came from another neighborhood (laughs) to rob us, we're going to protect each other over here. And that's how we did things. And like, Mm -hmm. I remember even like family gatherings, we'd go for Christmas and everybody would give gifts and me and my brother would bring a book bag and we would put our <laughs> gifts in the book bag and then hold the book bag the rest of the night. Make sure I came home. You're right, because if you put your book bag down <laughs> or you put your gift down, somebody was going to steal your shit before the end of the night. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true now. Yeah, what do you do when there's like 50 cousins and, and everything there? You're like, uh, which one did it? Yeah. Fuck if I know. Yeah, and everybody was really like a pro at hiding the shit that they stole. <laughs> you know, they would stash that shit in grandma's house somewhere. How about you? Um, I've had my phone stolen twice. Uh, I <laughs> I had uh, it was over the summer. Uh, these teenagers, young, like middle school to early high school, broke into my car 
you know, don't know how they knew. Like I had some weed in there and my rolling tray. And I'm like, bro, like, I didn't mind you. I don't even smoke weed like that. It's every right. now and again. But I like graduated <laughs> high school. I mean, not high school. I graduated college and 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 it was my birthday. I'm like, let me just go celebrate, right? And I'm like, bro, and I had it like <laughs> hidden. And I'm like, bro, you got some, some freaking junkies. I would have shared it with you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that that's that those are the two things. And I'm and I really, if you guys have seen the movie A Thin Line Between Love and hey i was like when when martin had his car broken into at the police station yes i thought to myself bro what man or woman did i piss off (laughs) i was sitting in my car for like five minutes just sitting there just staring staring into the abyss and we were like oh my gosh our car got broken into yeah (laughs) what about you ed i've been lucky in the terms of uh getting getting robbed but the one thing i do remember and, and when we were younger it was when we went on uh, vacation the one time a year we would go to Daniel's yes. yeah and we had came back from Pennsylvania got back to Brooklyn and we're going in the front door and the front door is open and someone had you know fire escape climbed up broke it through the window oh everything yeah. that was electronic that wasn't bolted on bolted down was just gone and the only and, and it, it's 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 funny to think now because the only because you walk into the door and you're like oh my god is my Sega Genesis still there? Yeah. <laughs> like you start thinking about like when you're that young, especially like when I remember that when we came home, the house was robbed. And like the first thing you think about is like, what's the most important? And of course, yeah. we're like the video game console. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like our clothes, we get replaced and shit. But it was like that video game console was like a Christmas gift. And like that's the one yeah. time a year where we yeah. would get something nice. Yeah, Not that, that our w- parents didn't care. Yeah, it that- was just, they would save. I know my mother would save all year long to buy that one nice gift. Yeah, and that was the, that was the, that's the gift for both of you. Yes. Yes. You need to share that shit. Cause it's expensive. That's yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I do have a funny, almost getting robbed story. Um, and it was actually in Brooklyn with my friend, Rob, uh, as a matter of fact, and it was at the time when those polo bubble jackets, the reversible oh, ones came yeah, out. I remember that. And uh, I think we were in junior high and he just got it. He was so proud. It was bright fucking yellow, like school bus yellow. And the inside was blue, the reversible side or red. I, I, can't, I can't remember. But we're, we're walking down the corner and he's, he's, he's so happy about the jacket. And these three guys come out of the park and they're like, oh, man, that's a nice jacket. What size is it? And he looked at me and I was like this motherfucker's gonna run. (laughs) And at the time, I was fast enough to keep up with him, but, like, he just starts running. And we, they chased us for, like, six blocks before we got into our neighborhood and we hid in the pizzeria where our friends were. And then they kept going, but... Um, yeah, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so did he, well, let me ask you something. Did Rob ever um, wear that jacket again or he just put that jacket oh, up for another time? No, no. He wore that jacket every day. That was like the pride and joy <laughs> of his collection. Like I, me and Rob, like we had the scheme, like we didn't have a lot of clothes. So we would, we wore the same, we were the same size. So to make it look like we have more clothes than we did is I'd give him some of my clothes someday. He'd give me some of his clothes on other days and we'd swap <laughs> gear. So we look like we had fresh gear all year round and shit. But um, no, that jacket wasn't going nowhere. He would have, he would have died with that jacket on if they caught <laughs> him. How, how's Rob doing these days? He's doing good. He's got a family. He's got kids. Uh, we still keep in touch. So it's like. It's nice. Uh, we we were friends for a long time. You know, you have any friends like that that uh, from childhood? No, people don't last with me. 
And it's nothing I do, guys. I promise you, it's nothing I do. People are. Flawed. I like the disclaimer. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I used to have two female best friends. One was in from third grade. The other one was from seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And as time progressed, both of them just started changing. They and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Then I had another friend. He, I think he still thinks we're best friends. He's just a friend. Yeah, we're, yeah. He, we're just associates. <laughs> he got knocked out on the chain. Level friendship. <laughs> you know what? I would say my longest friendship I probably have had to date right now is maybe five years five six years or so yeah that's it but it's like i try to be friend a lot of men but men don't really want to always be your friend they want to do something with you yeah. at some point there's an alternative ulterior are, motive yeah especially if you are an attractive woman yeah uh, or a woman period you know they're like oh maybe i can uh try to get in I'm yeah like, yeah <laughs> you can't <laughs> No, you you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong there. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? One, one thing I learned is, man, friends come and friends go. You have different friends for different mm-hmm. seasons in your life, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think for me, I think Rob is probably one of maybe two childhood friends that I've retained throughout the years. Because you are right. I think as you grow as a person, as you change. Um, you're going to find that the people you hang out with also change. Yeah, some and people, that's okay. Some people you do have to just, outgrow. at a certain point, you outgrow. It, it's, it's just something that happens. Because sometimes you find yourself five, ten years down the line, you're like, that person is they're still doing the same bullshit. Yeah. They're not trying to go anywhere. They're not yeah, trying to sad. do anything. It is. And if I'm ever going to try to do anything with myself... That's, that's a person that's slowing me down sometimes. You know, it's it's sad to have to think, but, you know, at, at a certain point, some people you have to just kind of let, let go. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll make yeah. some I'm cool people. with being social media friends with these people. There yeah. have been people who um, I thought was cool. I'm like, okay, we, we had a great relationship in high school. And then I try to, you know, not reach out to them and say, hey, so what's up? What's up? I don't try to do that. But like, hey, you know, sis, how you feeling today? And then they just leave me on scene. And I'm like. No, like, all right. Yeah, you see how it is. Yeah. That's a shitty thing to do too. Like how how long does it take to make a quick and simple response? Like, yeah. hey, I'm doing good. My apologies. I'm busy at work today. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. And it's like, all right, they, they don't even be like a small acknowledgement. Hey, I just don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, all that, you gotta say. You know what? I would even respect that. I would even respect yeah. that. You know what? I don't I don't really like you. All right, cool. Yeah. D- you know, yeah, fuck I, it. I fuck mean, you. It's not difficult. We we all know how that how that conversation is. It's like three messages. How you doing? I'm doing good. How's your family? My family's good. Okay, that's great. Fantastic. And we move but on. You know what? If you try to actually tell them, hey, how are you doing? I'm not good. Then they're like, what's wrong, man? You know, rent was due, man. Oh, you know, yeah. You don't even want to ask them how they're doing because you know they're going to probably ask for some money. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, I know I know friends like that. Like, I even did some business with a, with a person, and I won't throw them out there under the bus and shit. But then, like, then he kept hitting me up. Like, hey, man, my rent's due, and I got I, I need a little more. I'm like, like not, So did you ever ask him? What I, what I do now is... If a person, this is my advice to anybody out there. If you have a person ask you for money, just say, oh, I was about to ask you for some. Yeah. You could do that. <laughs> or you could, you could uh, just ask them, hey, why, why do you, you know, I will interrogate them. Why do you feel like it's um, appropriate for you to ask me for money? What's going on with your family? What's yeah, going on yeah, yeah, <laughs> to the yeah. Point, I'm going to interrogate them to the point where they're not going to want to ever talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, how'd you fall That's so far do. down? You want to ask me for money. There's yeah. got to be somebody else better in your life yeah. than me that sh- they can give you some money. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, because I, I understand this. At some point, 
we're all going to need help. That yes. is a given. One hundred percent. You know, you know, like I always say, like at some point you're gonna, you know, uh, need to probably give somebody a ride. Sure. And let them borrow a little money, but don't let your house be a hotel. Don't let your car be a taxi. Don't be a bank. Correct. And this is where people don't understand. And even when it comes with, with you know, for me, my first. Thing of having my own was a car right? right and i learned um i remember my father once he had got uh got it for me he said uh now be aware a lot of people are going to ask you for rides i didn't really mm-hmm. believe him like that but yes he was telling the truth but one thing i realized is i don't even care for the five or ten dollars you try to throw at me to throw in my tank if you really want me to give you a ride i'm at the point now unless god puts it on my heart if you really want me to give you a ride you got to pay for my tune-up uh i need a oil change <laughs> Walmart, I'm talking yeah, about- yeah. <laughs> no yeah and and you ain't wrong yeah especially uh, somebody you know Especially if you, uh, you know what somebody told me, they said, "Don't go to these." Sh- no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, was, I was saying not from Jiffy Lou. I had an actual um, or Michelin. I had an actual uh, mechanic tell me you need to go to those mom and pop type of uh, oil change places, yeah. car places, because they actually care about you. Yeah. And those Jiffy Lou, those chain places, they're getting paid the same amount, even if they do a good job or a bad job. And they will try to upsell you and tell you, okay, whatever. And these mom and pop places, they'll tell you, hey, I'm just going to let you, like, for example, right now, my seatbelt airbag, seatbelt light is on or airbag light is on. I took it to a mom and pop. They said it's going to cost like $1,200, $1,500 to get it fixed. It's not necessary. And it's in your passenger side. Right. Ooh, nobody rides in my passenger side anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they, said, they said, if you want to pay that money, you can, but I would highly suggest that you do not pay that sure. money. Because they're not looking to, to rip you off. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to take that money from you if you don't need to spend it. And it's the same thing. I actually, I do support a lot of mom and pop businesses altogether in Florida, or I would rather spend my money with uh, somebody that I know either is a part of a business or will get compensated for it than go to somebody else any day of the week. But yeah, like the mom and pop shops, that's the way to go. I agree with you. Yeah, because they're, they're looking at you as a valuable customer. They want you to come back because it's a small shop. It's five, six, maybe seven people at the most. You know, they're, they're, their business relies on people coming back regularly. Where some of these, you know, the bigger chain places, they don't care. It's just going to be another number, another line of people. And they're just going to chew you out, move it along. Here we go. Next yeah. guy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let me say to uh, to bring this all thing back to a full circle, uh, if you had a time capsule, right, and you can put one comedy in there, one movie, or even one stand-up, anything. It doesn't have to be from the three that you pick. If there would be one thing, like a gift that you would give to the future, like this represents the kind, the kind of comedy that you like, uh, what would it be? I, I really, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say Eddie Murphy's raw, even though mm. I have not seen it, but everyone loves it. I'm going to say fantastic. raw, raw that's, and that's delirious. Yes. Okay. All right, Eddie, what about you? Ooh. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll pick one of my three that I didn't even get to touch on at all here. Oh um, shit. Oh, we, no, you know what? We like skipping this, you and this, ignoring this you. This conversation steered <laughs> completely around it. It's all good. Um, uh, the movie, the big Lebowski. Um, it is such an odd movie and it's, it's in, in itself, it's struck up actual multiple con, uh, conventions a year and mm-hmm. conversations on 
the actual meaning behind the movie and the characters. And it's, it's opened up actually a lot of philosophical, philosophical debate even in film schools sure. about what the actual meaning of what the dude uh, every little thing breaks down and depicts it's it's absolutely um ridiculous how far people go you can find multiple documentaries about it um just how much that that movie itself has spurred on in um creativity in terms of other people's movies and artwork and and things of that nature that's that's would be my pick okay all right um for me i think it would be a, a movie i didn't touch on at all but like the mighty pythons the holy grail monty python yes a monty mighty you know yeah close enough <laughs> potato tomato whatever. <laughs> but uh I, I i liked the movie because it wasn't your traditional comedy um, these guys were like theater actors or yeah, like improv. improv guys and they took what they had low budget and they made a fantastic comedy about like a medieval setting um, touching on, you know, uh, King Arthur and the Holy Grail and all those quests. But they did it in such a funny way that even some of the disgusting scenes that they did in there were hilarious where normally people would be like, I'm not paying to see that when I come to see a comedy. Yes. And um, they changed comedy. And I personally am a huge buff of fantasy films and sci-fi and things like that of that nature. So it's like a best of both worlds kind of a comedy for me. And I won't lie, I like cheesy comedy. So, like, a little <laughs> bit of cheesy comedy for me, I think it's fun, it's yeah, wholesome, and it's, and it's dope. Yeah, the British humor as well. So, um, that would be my gift uh, to the future there. So, we got Eddie Murphy. You said Raw? Eddie Murphy's Raw. Raw, yeah. And you know what's another one? Have you seen Delirious? No. Oh. I, I'm, I'm going I'm going to keep it real. A lot of stuff I was not allowed to watch. Okay, of, okay. Of course I was definitely not allowed to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know, my mama didn't like Richard Pryor, still doesn't like him. Oh, uh, you know, but you know what? There's always going to be a few people who just don't care for whatever. Like, I don't sure. like the movie Friday, so take the sure. black card. So, right, right, right. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's definitely, you, definitely. You know what's great? My first apartment, it was like three of us. We moved into an apartment, and all we can afford to eat after we paid the rent literally was like cereal and ramen noodle soup for like a year <laughs> my mother would come and see me she'd be like are you eating i'm like yeah i didn't want to tell her no but Why? the only the only two know? movies we had was friday and next friday <laughs> <laughs> why, did, wait, why did you tell mom the truth that you were hungry? Because I wanted to stand on my own two feet, oh. you know? So it was like, I moved out on my own, you know, on my own accord. And I'm looking at her like, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, we're eating. We're good. You know, we actually made it a rule. Like people wanted to hang out and party at our place. Cause you know, we were like 17 and had our own apartment, but it was like, all right, you can come over, but you got to bring food. <laughs> it's like you bring in eggs, you bring in milk. You know what I mean? You bring in dinner? Cool. You can come over if you're bringing sustenance. <laughs> so that's Let me what... ask you. Let me ask you this. At what age did you actually finally get to that point where you're like, I can breathe now. I can eat when I want to eat. You know, yes. I can eat whatever. I... At what age did you finally start seeing the rainbow? 30. Yeah, about oh, 30. No. At 30. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's because... I was the type of person that didn't like to ask for a handout. 
I was the type of person that I would work a regular job. I would work side jobs and my daughter's needs came first. So she had everything she needed. She had all the shoes, all the clothes, school books, whatever she needed came first. And then I dealt myself and my wife when we took care of ourselves after that. So at 30, we both had cars. We both had good uh, jobs where it was like we weren't living paycheck to paycheck. And it was like, oh, we can finally start saving and doing other things. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I did essentially the same. Um, and that's something I, I'd say, you know, we, we saw our dad where he worked in the building we lived in. Then he also worked at night in another uh, factory doing mm-hmm. maintenance work there. And then on the weekends, you know, he was hustling at flea markets and trade shows. So, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days, six, seven days a week. So it was the type of thing where um, we saw him put his time in. Mm-hmm. So at, at a certain point, it's like you did your work for us we need to do the work for ourselves. So if it means us working on the weekend, like you did, we're going to work on the weekend. If it means working that second job, taking that side gig, doing some bullshit Mm -hmm. painting on the side, you Mm -hmm. did your part. It's time for us uh, to do ours for ourselves so that you Mm -hmm. can just take care of yourself at this point. Yeah. That's it. That's real. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Well, I am not in a place of, where I want to be when okay. the stimulus, uh, not even the stimulus when, uh, and then black folks going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. <laughs> when Trump was in office, I liked it a lot better because my money came on time. Right. Okay? right. Well, I didn't nothing. But oh, that's all the story for another day. Sure, you know, I'm not sure. going to get too controversial. Your podcast. <laughs> but, but when I had, you know, the weekly money coming to me, mm-hmm. you know, I was good. I, you know, I, of course, I decided not to be like balling at the mall or anything. I didn't want to be that person. I wasn't about to go buy a TV at Walmart. I saved my money so I could go and travel the world and stuff Mm. like that. That's, that was my goal. I should have invested, but that's dope. Traveling, traveling the world. You learn so much. You You, really learn people too and different cultures, religions, all that stuff. That's something that, that we definitely don't get the uh, advantage of here in America. Whereas in Europe, you can get in your car and you drive to a whole nother country. You can start going country hopping. In America, each state is almost like its own kind of country, but it, mm-hmm. it's still the U.S. And until you go all the way up north or you, you know, cross over to Mexico, you really need a plane to really experience really different, vibrant cultures. So mm-hmm. taking that time when you're younger to, to do that traveling and see other places, that's invaluable. That's something that maybe you don't got that money in the bank, but there's lessons learned there you wouldn't learn, at, you know, at home, at home and yeah. any other way than doing it then. And that's true, you know, and, and for, you know, I, I've, I would say I've seen the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. my first, like, I really want to say seven years of living, um, I had my dad, you know, who's in the record industry. And so he was a breadwinner. So of course I lived in a nice house and everything else like that. Um, but of course, after they divorced my, um, I went with my mother, single parents. So it was like, I was at 
riches and I'm at rag still. And yeah. mm. that's another reason I'm trying to do these podcasts and try to get my name out there. Sure. And hopefully, you know, I feel like uh, Jay-Z is listening to your podcast. So hopefully he'll pick <laughs> me up and, me and pay off my student loans. Honey, I don't need it, you know? But no, like, like, you know, there have been many a times I've been couch surfing. There have been many a times sure. I didn't know if I was like um, going to be uh, homeless or not. There have been times where I had to boil the water yeah take mm-hmm. it upstairs to yeah. to you know place in the bath and it you know it's it's been times like that you know and sure. and and there there are times where i'm like okay well hopefully um i don't know like how my check is gonna be like there are times now but you know what i'm just grateful that i can have a testimony i'm still gonna be humble no matter what yeah mm-hmm. i think that's dope i think that's dope that's a great lesson to take away is that you know you have to appreciate what you have and always Uh, look to build on what you have to make a better future for yourself and those around you. And at the end of the day, that should be the goal. And that's why I think too, going back to outgrowing people, when you yourself as a person, you're aspiring to do things, we are aspiring to do things. You'll find that there's always going to be 10 people that are going to be like, Oh, you're doing that. That's a waste of time. Oh, you're doing that. You're never going to make it. And you got to say fuck you to those people and you got to move on. When I, when I left to the service, I had 50 people tell me like, oh, you're too small. You're too skinny. You're too weak. You're never going to do it. <laughs> and when I was in basic training, every time I felt like I wanted to quit, that's the shit that played in my head to make me come home like, oh, look at this. I guess I'm a soldier, bitches. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Kendra, it's been uh, a pleasure uh, speaking with you. And uh, we look forward to this Friday uh, joining your podcast and, you uh, and, and having tell, some fun. Tell there. us again where we could find uh, you at with your podcast and everything. Instagram is the Kendra Crumb Show. So the is in the K Y N D R A C R U M P show. Not with no money sign, not no fake ass ASAP rock no tie dollar sign. S H O W. You got adults out there who still t- will who, who the same people t- uh, who will put a money sign in replacement of the S are the same people who still text you day dad this and them and how old my YouTube is Kendra Crumb K Y N D R A. Please put a space between Kendra and Crump, C-R-U-M-P, because a lot of y'all's wheels on y'all's bus don't go round and round. <laughs> and my podcast that you all can find these wonderful, very intellectual uh, Puerto Rican hosts, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the Kendra Crump Show podcast. Awesome. And yeah, just type my name in on Google. You'll find me. All right, bet, yeah, Eddie, play that music. Thank you for joining us here at the Sofa Kingdom podcast. You can find us on Sofa Kingdom OFC and all your relevant social media platforms and Sofa Kingdom podcast and most podcast players and on YouTube. All right. Thank you for joining us, Kendra. It was a pleasure. Like I said, thank you very much. Thank you guys. All right. Great podcast. Thank you for your time.